What's going on, sports fans? Lawrence Patchman Lang here, bringing you into another exciting edition of the Sports Insanity podcast on the Sports Insanity Network. It's a new game, midweek, game 16, top of the first. It's me and Bill Another Murphy. Wednesday morning show. Yes, another Wednesday morning show. Might be the new norm here for us for now, since the Patchman is busy on Mondays. So, hey, it gets more time to get stuff ready, and, you know, it helps us. Recap, also Monday Night Football if we decide to. But once again, it's me and Bill Murphy here. What's up, Bill? Not much. How you doing? You know, I've learned something over the weekend. I'd love to hear it. Uh, always protect yourself when you're handling knives. That is very good advice. That is very good advice for the fans out there. The patch man was cleaning a knife this weekend. And, you know, always make sure you have your cut-resistant glove on you. Because the patch man decided to slice his hand open a little bit and required some stitches. So right now, the patch man, for the viewers, I'm waving my right hand. It's all bandaged up. This is the third version of the bandage on my hand because, you know, you got to clean your bandages and put new bandages on. Patchman has nine stitches in his right hand right now, and he just wants to remind you folks out there, when handling sharp objects, make sure you're not stupid. Don't be stupid. Don't be stupid, and that's um, Patchman's words of advice this week. Other than that, I'm doing good, you know? It's my right hand, you know? You gotta, you know, I still have to go to work. I still gotta make sure the fishes are nice and filleted for the lovely people in the grocery market. So left-handed Patchman is doing pretty well. He can still bowl because he's a lefty in bowling. So. And that was the first thing I asked him when he told me about his that, injury. I'm like... That's... Of all the people that, you know, I've talked to, you know, they see me since. Like, oh, my God, what happened? And then you explain the story, you know, cleaning a knife, cut your hand, nine stitches. All right. Well, at least you're a lefty in bowling. And so people forgot I was a lefty in bowling. And I called my mother to tell her what happened because I I know my um manager had to bring me to the emergency room so I can and you know get me stitched back up. She goes, Mama Patch goes, You okay? Yeah, I'm doing all right, you know, I'm gonna need stitches. Okay. Right hand or left hand? Right hand. Okay, you can still bowl. Yes, Mama, I can still bowl. Do I need to leave work? No, you don't need to leave work. I'll be fine. I'll text you what I'll 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 call you when I'm done. Okay. You know, the concerning words from my mother. Is it your right hand or your left hand? You know. Yeah. Yeah, and like me, I didn't know whether you were <laughs> right or left-handed. So I'm yeah, like... Well, no, well, you know. So, and, like, are you, so I guess you're out of bowling. And, he, and you go, no, I'm left-handed. So no, left-handed. The only thing I do left-handed is bowling. Oddly enough. So you're basically ambidextrous. ambidextrous. Yes, Basically, I, I can do certain things left-handed. Like, I've learned to start doing teaching myself doing stuff left-handed. You know, you have to kind of do it with the situation I'm in. So I've been, you know, cutting fish left-handed, making nice fillets and all that with cut-resistant gloves on, just to remind those folks out there, on both now, hands now. So I'm I'm right-handed, so. So, you know, lesson but, learned. Yeah, but that's, like, the funniest thing. When you said bowling, you do, you do your left hand. That's like with my dad. He only writes with his left hand. He does everything else right. Hey, things are 
People find, yeah, people are interesting. Yeah, okay, but we're not here to talk about right-handed, left. Whether you're righty or left, you're ambidextrous. We love you. We love you. I will say in two nights of bowling with a modified hold because I can't put the bowling ball on the right hand of my palm to hold it while doing a modified hold. 673, 699 so far. And I've yeah. only had two open so far, and I think they've both been splits. So uh, you think it's time we get down to business? Let's add the words from the great Disney movie, Mulan. Let's get down to business to talk some sports. Yes, I'm ready. With that said, from Sunday night, if you didn't catch us on YouTube with me and Danny Boy, I basically went solo for 25 minutes on Sunday Night Football before Danny Boy chimed in and we talked more football for the first half of Sunday Night Football. This past weekend in football, we had some very, very exciting games to... Before we get to uh, the main one, I believe, because I think Bill wants to talk about that, we'll jump around the league real quick. The Bills got the Bills got a nice bounce back win after their Monday night football loss to the Jets, where we saw Aaron Rodgers season come to an end. Bills got a nice thirty eight to ten um route of the Las Vegas Raiders. Falcons defeated my beloved Green Bay Packers in a great matchup, twenty five to twenty four. Jordan Love. Still looking good. Three touchdowns again. No interceptions. Yeah, he's still so. at, Jordan Love is still looking very good, though. So. I'm, I'm, I, ah, to, you know, we could put punts in this one because this is fun. I'm still loving it right now. Love it right now. Yeah, like, listen, you, I think everybody, I think there were some people who got nervous when Rodgers ended up leaving for East Rutherford and then got injured, but everybody, but you know what? This was, this was planned since 2020 because remember yeah. the, the I, I think the Green Bay organization and I've been saying this for the last three years um they've been is that Green Bay they've been wanting Jordan Love and the media too because every time Rogers had a bad game <laughs> yeah Rogers had a bad game is it time for Jordan Love I will say and, Go ahead. And I think Love is getting off to a good start in Green Bay. I think so, too. You know, hey, like I say, I'm taking this season either as, hey, I'm all – not to say that I'm all in on Love, but, you know, this is going to be it, – it's, it's basically a transition year for the Packers because we did it with when Favre to Rodgers, when Favre, you know, retired and decided to come out of retirement and he went to New York. It's going to be a growing year. I'm going to give it a couple seasons. I'm not, you know – the people living in fantasy land in other states with their football team saying it, that's it. First year and not bust. Get that, get that man out of the league. Let's get a new quarterback. No. Green Bay knows how to transition a quarterback. Hey, they did it. Pat, they did. What? All you need is love. Yeah, yeah. All you need is a little bit of love. <laughs> we did it with, you know, when Favre came in, you know, Favre came in. It, it took maybe a season or two. Okay, he's fine. So maybe one season with Rodgers. Rodgers was fine. I'm going to give it a couple seasons with love. If, you know, we get into year three or year four and we're still, you know, you know, not doing good, then I might say it might time to move on from love. But for now, I'm going to stick out with love because that's what we do. We stick it out with our quarterback. Also around the league, Seattle got a nice win, 37 to 31 in overtime, showing that, you know, 
overtime rules are still maybe far-fetched. You know, Seattle went down, scored a touchdown, game over, but Detroit doesn't get the ball. Another thriller. We had another overtime win. Titans got a nice overtime win, 27-24. to The Bears are still the um, abysmal pit of the NFL right now, still not winning a football game since October of last year. Losing to the Bucs. Went, went to the Bears. We're sorry. 27-17. Baker Mayfield looking good. 2-0 so far. Chiefs getting a um scrappy win against the Jaguars, getting their first win of the season, 17 to 9. So getting off that week one hump against Detroit. Yeah. Um, even though Anthony Richardson is out, most likely with a concussion this week, he had two touchdowns in the Colts 31 to 20 win over Houston. Cowboys. Uh, about them Cowboys. Mm. Shout out to no, an old ops guy, 30 to 10. I, I got to tell you, my cousin Brian, he was actually at that game in Dallas. Good for him. Because I saw him on Instagram because he it said he was doing something in Texas. And then I saw AT&T Stadium. I'm thinking, oh, is he at the game? Because I saw the outside. So I'm thinking, is he at the game? Or did he just drive by? And then I went on his Instagram later. He was at the game. I'm like, Wow. One place I probably wouldn't step my foot in. The the thriller in Denver. <laughs> the Commanders, 2-0, 35-33. Russell Wilson, Hail Mary, like Aaron Rodgers. To maybe give the chance a tie for overtime. Gets the touchdown. But fails on the two-point conversion and controversy in this game with a blown holding call somewhere that would have given Denver an extra free play. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. Also around the league, we'll go to Monday night real quick. And did you know, getting back to the Denver game just for a second, Sean Payton is, like, frustrated with Russell Wilson right now. Well, remember, Broncos country. That's right. Let's ride. <laughs> Let's ride. <laughs> uh, Saints getting a scrappy win over the Panthers, 20-17. The thriller in the Steel City, 26-22. The Steelers getting a nice win. Kenny Pickett looking decent in this game. Had a nice touchdown pass. Sad news out of, de- um, out of that game is Nick Chubb is apparently out for the rest of the season with a right leg injury that was so gruesome seeing your um, leg go from um, an I formation to a J formation, it seemed. No, not not to be gruesome with that one. Like, um... Prayers out to Nick Chubb because, you know, Nick Chubb, you know, had, a I think, almost the same, inj- same type of injury back in his college days, and then, you know, you have him tearing his ACL a couple seasons back. We just wish the best for Nick Chubb. For we wish Nick healthy. Chubb the best. And I saw this thing this morning on, um, I think it was like some meme or something, but it tells the truth. And I don't want to make light of these situations, but look, look, the last three Monday night games patch, look at this. Um, You had DeMar Hamlin. Yep. Then you had Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And now you got Nick Chubb. I was thinking, no, I was thinking about that other day. I'm like, maybe Monday night football games are just cursed right now. Like, you know, we did the, the in, in light of the situation, all three 
are on well demar hamlin's been way on the men since the um from his um from his cardiac arrest on the field on that Monday night football game, Aaron Rodgers. Probably is, one of the scariest moments. We've that's, ever seen. I think that's the scariest moment in recent memory in a football game. And we, and we've seen a lot in the last few seasons with those situations. Aaron Rodgers is on the men's. There's a, for some reason, a slight chance that he could play in January. If the jets make a post, if the jets make the postseason because of this new invasive surgery that he had i think that's just smoke and mirror and he needs to lay off the psychedelics i think that he's taking no offense aaron Rodgers, still love you but take take, I, the, I, take take the rest of the year off take the beginning of the year off and get yourself ready for training camp in next year's season and maybe go sit in the darkness room and think about this you, you might need to go do that too kid and uh, and Nick Chubb, whatever your situation is, give better, best. and we wish you the best. On a lighter note, I think the thriller this weekend is the battle in Arizona after after six quarters of shutout football. The Giants. Put up 14 in the third quarter. Cut basically the deficit in half in their game against the Cardinals. And then blank the Cardinals the fourth quarter. Score 17 unanswered points. Danny Dimes. I'll say Danny Dimes this week. 321 yards. Erase the 21-point deficit. Giants come back. Largest. I think ties their largest comeback win. I think since like 1949 when they beat. I think yes. the Bears. beat the Bears. Yes. Oh, look at me remembering my stats in my head. The Giants get their first win of the season, 31 to 28. Is it luck? Maybe, or is just Arizona that bad at football? Regardless, the Giants get a win. Bill Murphy and I have a few things to say about this. And like... Bill Bill Murphy, floor is yours. They actually won a game. They actually won a game. Um, yeah, I just want to say, at the first half when they were down twenty nothing, I'm like, oh crap, here we go again. I'm thinking, I don't know if if you were watching the game or not, but were you thinking the same thing? You're thinking, oh crap, here we go again. I, I honestly, I was like, if the Giants get shut out again. I'm firing everybody. I don't care. I don't. I don't care if this is a another year. <laughs> if you start zero and two, not scoring any points, two things. I think you keep Brian Dable. That's fine. Brian Dable's your coach, but I'm firing my offensive coordinator. Oh, I fire Kafka. I fire Martindale. I get I'm, rid of him. No offense. I'm benching Daniel Jones because he's not getting it done. You know what? Maybe. Maybe this will be a learning lesson for Daniel Jones. Sit out for a game, and you're throwing Tyrod in there. And you know, if Tyrod starts putting up points, F it. Daniel Jones is your backup, and Tyrod Taylor is going for it. I don't care if you pay Daniel Jones $40 million, because at that point, it's looking like the Giants are buffoons for giving Daniel Jones that kind of money. And listen, you know, you know, Patch, I was very critical of that decision. Um, I was I was critical about it, too, because I said you should have paid Saquon. I told I said this. I said that times. too, but 
you know, we'll get to Saquon in a little bit. But here's the thing, though, Patchman. I at twenty to nothing, I'm sitting there thinking, not again. Oh God, not again. But because, and I'll say with Daniel Jones in the first half, he looked terrible. He looked terrible in the first half. And the first, and you know, not not just Daniel Jones, that whole team looked terrible the first half. I'm just sitting there like, because I'm thinking that, oh, I just can't wait to stay on the podcast because you know me with Daniel Jones. And I've said this a million times when I, when I, when I'm, when I think he deserves to be defended, I defend him. But when he deserves criticism, I criticize him. But I'm thinking first half, Daniel Jones looked awful. And then coming out for the second half, I'm like, okay, can we please? Because I'm thinking, okay, this game's done. Can we please? Now, Patchy, have you ever seen the movie Ben Warners? Yes. When they're they they lose that game like some like sixty to nothing, and or they get a one run, they're like, wait, wait, wait shut up! Like, that's what I was hoping for. Can we at least just not get shut out two weeks in a row? That's all I ask. But then, boom, touchdown. I'm like, okay. Then Arizona gets a touchdown with two points. I'm like, okay, at least we're not getting shut out. But then the Giants' offense, that second half, just boom. I I personally think Brian Dable, I think (laughs) – and they would say, you know, and in the co- in college and professional football, you see those videos sometimes on the internet. They all got ripped a new a hole. They all got ripped a new one, and he's like, you know what? If you guys don't want to compete, we'll just shut you all down. And you know what? Maybe you guys will all be playing somewhere else, and maybe Dable just lit a fire under their ass and told yeah, them. Because they asked him, "What did you say at halftime?" I'm not going to tell you. I'm like, ooh, I, I think. This is what I like about Brian. I've always liked this about Brian Dable, Patch. Brian Dable knows when to be their buddy, but he knows when to get on their you-know-what. Oh, I, I trust me. We see it. You know what? At the end of the day, your coach is like your second father. Because, you know what, and, and here's my problem with a lot of NFL coaches. They either try to be too much like the player's buddy, or they try to just basically be a total dictator. Well, well, certainly, maybe, maybe. But, you know, I like I said, I bet you, after being shut out through six quarters of football, Brian Dable brought his team into the locker room. And probably said a lot of choice words and tore his entire team a new a-hole. And this I think is that- what I would probably thought was said. And you tell me how close you think this is, right? We, we we can only speculate what Brian Dable said. But here's what I think he said. He probably hit his hand on the table mm-hmm. and like, what the F is going on here, guys? Guys, we played six quarters and we haven't scored a mm-mm point. What you all need to do is get your head out of your asses and and actually play this game, okay? 
I think you're accurate besides the hand smacking on a table. I bet you he threw a lot. I bet you he threw more stuff. He might have flipped a table or two, and he might have maybe broke, broke a few things. But pretty accurate, I'll go with. I'll, I'll give it a 7 out of 10. And probably like what you said, he goes, if you guys go get your crap together, a good number of you guys won't be playing next week. Uh, Daniel Jones would have been the first one. I'm sorry. And, but no, coming out in that second half, you saw the leadership in that team. You saw uh, Daniel Jones. You saw the guts he had. And that was just, yeah. The defense, I will admit, going into like end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter, the defense was still a little rocky. Brian, I think you need to go have a little talk with Mink there. Um, but then the, this team just watching this in the second half, Patchy, I felt like I was watching two totally different teams. It, it, it's like a flip of the switch happened, and we saw the New York Giants like we did last season. Even though, even though I'm skeptical about last season, still a little bit on how the man, how that team won ten plus games on ten plus games. They look like they did last season. Yeah, but you know what? I think, okay, when Reg and I did this on Friday, he said this was a get-right game. I think this was a must-win game because look at the next couple games. You got San Fran Thursday night, which I kind of think they're going to lose, but you know what? I'm thinking just keep the game close. Just keep it close. Be, be optimistic there. there's the if, if the defense can get to Purdy – I think the Giants have a shot. I still have San Francisco winning, but yeah, if you look at the close. spread, they're favored by ten. I can care less about the spread. I'm, I don't. I don't. And listen, this is not gambling advice. I'm just telling you, folks. I know you are, but continue. And but then you got San Francisco, then you got Seattle, then you got Miami, then you got Buffalo. It's a tough so, stretch coming up. You got a tough stretch coming up. I'm like, even if they don't win tomorrow night, just keep it close. And, you know, and this guy, he was a big player on Sunday, Saquon Barkley, two touchdowns, and he's now injured. And I've been hearing so many things. Ian Rappaport said it's going to be week to week. Then Adam Schefter said it was going to be two to three weeks. And Dable's now saying he's a game-time decision and he's actually doing better than they thought he was and that he might play Thursday night. Listen, here's my humble opinion. And I know this is going to be tough because you want Saquon in a game against San Francisco. I would say just Saquon, take the night off. Just You know what? It, it, you're, you're coming off a short week. Exactly. I I would say rest take one for a game. It, it, you know what? Like I say, this three. You know what? If you're one and two, three games in, three three to football. It, it's not great. You, you probably want to be two and one, or you, actually, everybody want probably wants to be three and zero oh going into this. Everybody wants to be three and zero oh going to the fourth week. But if the Giants are one and two, after you know, I mean, honestly, they they probably weren't going to beat the Cowboys anyways on Sunday Night Football. We knew that. Them, them scraping by, I'll go, you know, yes, they got a fire in their ass in the second half of that game and scraping by the Cardinals. I'm like, okay, one and one. If if you come out of San Francisco with a loss and you're one and two heading into week four, Giants are fine. But if you're two and one, I 
hey, every, everything's on the rise then. Yeah, but like I said, tomorrow, just keep the game close. Just keep it like, listen, if they lose, but it's a close game, okay, I'm going to be bummed they lost, but I'll still be, hey, you know what? They kept it close. And because you're going up against the best team in the NFC, the best defense in the NFC. You know that deep that San Francisco defense dude is scary. Yes. All right. Heading into week three of football. Bill, I'm gonna rattle off. I'm gonna rattle off three games to you. Okay. And you're gonna get and guess which one has the highest ticket price. I mean they're low. All right. Ooh, this yeah. sounds cool. Not not their highest, their lowest um tickets as low as price. Okay. All right, I'm gonna rattle off. Let's see here. Just a bump. Um, first off, uh, side note just came through about ten minutes ago. Kareem Hunt is now back with the Cleveland Browns with a one-year deal to help you know replace the injured Nick Chubb. So Cleveland Good. takes on Tennessee this weekend at um at home. So shout out to Kareem Hunt. Wish you the best in Cleveland. You know they need you. They need you. Past is the past, but you know learn to live and forget, as they say. All right. Green Bay's home for the first time this season. They take on the Saints. So we got New Orleans at Green Bay, Bill. Mm -hmm. Then we got, hmm, let's see here. We got the Bears at Kansas City. We got... I'll give you two more. Pittsburgh and Las Vegas and Philadelphia and Tampa Bay. Okay, which do I think has the highest well, as low as price? Yes, yeah, so basically, which has the highest price ticket but is the lowest price ticket out of the four? Okay, I'm going to say I'm going to say Philadelphia and Tampa Bay cuz both teams are 2 and 0. All right. They're really? lowest at their lowest as ticket price is one six hundred sixty two dollars. So that's not it. Okay, so it's not that. Nope. Okay, what were the other ones? New Orleans and yeah, New Orleans and Green Bay, Chicago and, and Kansas. Bay. Shouldn't listen. New Orleans, Green Bay, Chicago, Kansas City, Pittsburgh, Las Vegas. Okay. Okay, New Orleans, Green Bay, Chicago, Kansas City, and Pittsburgh and Vegas. Yes. I'm going to say Green Bay. Incorrect. $110 is their lowest price ticket. Yikes. Um, okay, so it's either Chicago, Kansas City, Pittsburgh, Las Vegas. I'm going to say Kansas City, Chicago. <laughs> uh, $177, Bill. The answer was Las Vegas. How much? $362. For Pittsburgh and Vegas? Because Vegas is home. Oh, okay. So you got a lot of people who are going for <laughs> who are going for like touristy. It's a tourist attraction. Honestly, and you know, looking at the rest of the league, Jacksonville has the lowest, lowest. At $26. $26. Yeah. 
Hey, you want to go to Jacksonville, Patch? Uh, it's a great state of Florida right now. No, not right now. I don't want to go to Florida. Me neither. Fo- followed by Cleveland with thirty-one dollars. But yeah, but you know, I could see that with Vegas. I, so. Yeah, I could see it with Vegas too. I, I can't wait to see what happens if the um Athletics move there and see their ticket prices. Last year, you know, you guys know know this. Last year, I went to Vegas and I went to the uh, Notre Dame BYU game there. Yes, sir. And the cheapest tickets that we got, they were like two hundred bucks a pop. I mean, that's that's still respectful. Oh, for college football, I think that's pretty pricey. Yeah, but it was yeah, but um, yeah. My dad was actually thinking about this year because my dad's now retired. Um, congrats to him. We were thinking of we were for a second we were thinking about going back to Vegas to see the Giants play the Raiders there this year. Mm. We were thinking about it, but you know, my dad was like, because because my dad and my mom and a, my aunts and uncles w- went to Alaska back in June, and they're like, yeah, that's money wise, it's going to be too too pricey at the moment. And like, so we're not doing that because, nah. I'm like, okay. I mean, two hundred four dollars right now for that. If 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 you want to get a tickets low as price, two hundred four dollars. The Giants Raiders game in Vegas in in week nine. Yes, two hundred four dollars right now. Yeah, but um, yeah, and okay, you know what? Vegas Pittsburgh makes sense because I'm thinking, what both teams aren't really doing that great. But now I'm thinking, okay, Vegas. A lot of people were probably there for. The tourists, the tr- more the tourists than to go to the actual game. But I will say this before we move on, like with Ve- to Vegas. I'm sorry, Patch. I'll just say this. We'll move on. Yeah, um, you're good. When I went there last year, because w- the hotel we were staying at, the Luxor, uh huh, it's like in walking distance from the stadium. Hey, and. I remember my dad was talking to the bartender and he said when Raiders are, when the Raiders are home, he said the fans are here right early in the morning, you know, getting drunk and then they walk over to the stadium. So Well, you brought up Notre Dame a couple moments ago. Yes, I did. They got a big matchup. Number nine Notre oh, Dame at at home against Ohio State, number six in the country. This is going to be. Oh, I I might have to watch that on Saturday. Oh, I'm going to be watching it too. I'm going to be, I'm going to be nervously pacing. What you kind of like you do when you watch the Giants right now? Yes, like I remember I'm I was watching it in my living room. My dad was there. My mom was reading her Kindle because my mom doesn't really watch football. And she goes, if you're going to pace, at least go over there and pace. You're making me nervous. <laughs> and I'm like, how do you think we feel? <laughs> All right. All right, Bill. Yeah. I'm going to um, run off the top 10 right now in college football. And I want you to guess. I want you to I actually better yet. I want you to say what's wrong with this situation right now in the college top 10. Okay. All right, let's do it. All right, number one is Georgia. Number two is Michigan. Number three is Texas. Horns up. Number four is Florida State. Number five, USC. We just mentioned earlier. Number six, Ohio State. Number seven, Penn State. We are Penn State. 
Number eight is Washington. Number nine is the Fighting Irish. Notre Dame. Number 10 is Oregon. Bill, what's wrong with this situation? You mean what's right with this situation? I I, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't say you're wrong, but you're kind of right with this one. What's wrong with this? Alabama's not in the top 10. Alabama is not in the top 10. Are Alabama- we finally seeing the day that Alabama, for the first time in nearly a decade, is not in the top 10? Oh, we, we, we are right now. Alabama's number 13. LSU's at 12. Utah is at 11. This is weird, man. I don't know this how I feel about it. This is a glorious occasion. This is a you know, we've seen Alabama lose games and like okay they like they're still in the top ten like they'll they'll be like number three they'll drop like to number six. No, right right now Alabama is sitting thirteenth. I'm, I'm, I'm unlucky thirteen it seems right now because they're two and one. You know they they lost uh what two weeks ago. They lost two weeks yeah, ago. After, uh, let's see, they lost two weeks ago after. They, they lost to Texas, you know. Texas got that big win, and that kind of just put the momentum. And then, really, you know, they, they're they playing unranked U, U, UF, yeah, USF, and they won that game 17-3. to I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, they, they, they got the opening, you know, they, they got the route win of 56-7 to over MTSU. But, you know, uh, Alabama takes on number 15, um, Old Miss. This weekend, so if if they get the win, they'll they'll probably back within the top ten. So, but yes, hey, when Alabama loses, America wins. Yeah, it's kind of like when the Cowboys lose; it's a win for America sometimes, it's, even though they're even though they're America's team. Oh, oh my God! It's like this is just wow. Uh, Did you ever think we'd see the day? Not not um four weeks into the college football season, no. Yeah, but you know Alabama's playing Ole Miss on Saturday. Yep. Um. Yeah, you know that's going to be a good game. Yes, it will be. But you know the game America's going to have their eyes on. Notre Dame. I am. <laughs> it, it's like it's funny because I'm because on Saturday I'm having some. Some people over, we got to talk about something. And I'm like, as long as you guys are out by 7.30, as long as you guys are out by kickoff, I'm happy. Or we order some pizzas and you stay for kickoff. And you watch football together. Okay, that's... Yeah. Okay, that wouldn't be bad. There you um, go. Yeah, but that's that's going to be the game I will be watching. Notre Dame and Ohio State. It's Can you see if Notre Dame beats Ohio State, Patch? Protect the field goal posts. Because they'll probably be going to the streets. Like ev- like the like the city of Sa- the great city of South Bend better have police ready. I'm sure they're prepared. I've been to South Bend. It's beautiful. Yeah, I want to go there for a game. I really do. I do too. And you're not Our- really a Notre Dame fan. Family's Notre Dame fans. I'm a I'm a Wisconsin fan, but I still root for Notre Dame. I just okay. you know I'm I'm a Wisconsin fan, but I will root for Notre Dame because of family, and also I vote um vote uh, vote for ha I root for Purdue as well. So you know, Notre you Dame gotta show kinda, love to the great state of Indiana. You gotta show great state of love, in Indiana. Shout out Grandma Gloria. 
All right, though. I'll I'll say wrap up this um, MLB wise. Season's coming down. Ten about ten eleven games left in the regular season before the playoffs begin. Teams are wrapping up their respective um, schedules. Uh, Dodgers already clinched the NL West, which was probably expected. They're ninety three and fifty seven right now. Couple teams out already: the Rockies, my beloved Nationals, the Cardinals, the abysmal Oakland Athletics of forty-six and one hundred and five. They're on pace to lose one hundred and ten games. Uh, the Dodgers counterpart in LA, the Angels, sixty-eight eighty-three. Shohei Otani has apparently cleared out his locker and is on his way out. So we'll see what that leads to. The Royals, the White Sox, all out of contention, and the. A A L East, Baltimore and Tampa Bay, respectively, locked up um, playoff berths. They're basically in the race to see who gets the division. Tampa Bay's two games back of two and a half games back of the Orioles, ninety three and fifty nine to ninety five and fifty six. Both teams have a chance to win a hundred games. And I will say this: hey, Could you imagine the Baltimore Orioles winning a hundred games? I cannot imagine it. You know who's going to be doing backflips if that happens? If it's possible, the earth might shake just a hair. Big Al. Big Al. We Shout out to Big Al. We love Big Al. Shout out to Big Al and shout out to the unsung Baltimore Ravens fan slash Baltimore Orioles fan here, Matt Conley. Shout out to you, Matt. Shout out to you, Matt. You know, I, I want the O's to win 100 games because, you know, they're my counterpart in the Baltimore, D.C. area with the Nats and the O's. So respectful to them. And, hey, shout out to the Nats, actually. You know, even though it was a – I'll call it – it was not a bad – it was a good season for the Nationals. You know, they they can still win 75 games if, you know, they get it. They're not going to lose 100 games this year, which, is, hey, I'm fine with. I'm fine and... with that. And I'm, I'm, I'm taking that as a growing season for them. But the watch still right now for me is the beloved sticker that's behind Bill right now. That Yankees logo. Because, listen, we have something that I think we talked about last week a little bit. Or I might have talked with someone else. I don't know if we talked about it on the show last week, but it was just you and me. The AL East has the potential here to become the first division in MLB history, which, which, which I find weird to have all the respective teams finish over five. Hundred. Right now, the basically, you know, it's the Yankees and the Red Sox are, you know, having this situation maybe not happen because the Blue Jays um, locked up finishing over five hundred. They're eighty four and sixty seven right now. If they lose the rest of their games, they'll be eighty four and seventy eight. So they're over five hundred right now. With basically ten eleven games left, Yankees one game over five hundred seventy six and seventy five while the Red Sox are 75 and 77. So this is more of a pride factor also right now because. Listen, mathematically, sorry to butt in patch, but. You're fine. Mathematically, the Yankees are still in it. Mathematically. Mathematically, the Yankees and Red Sox are still in it. But, you know, hey. And, you know, anything's possible. But I. Listen, right? If you want my honest opinion. Honest opinion, you know, my honest opinion. 
you guys are losing your um future right now for the rest of the season because all your Dominguez. you know Dominguez with the UCL tear. He's going to be out until the second half of next season. Second half, he'll require Tommy John, and then you know a bunch of other prospects that you called up are now getting hurt too. It's like I if if, if I'm the Yankees, shut it down. Who you know what? You know, uh, I agree. At this point, just cut it. Let's uh, just cut our losses and uh, just. Unfortunately, I you know, you know, uh, if like like I say, I, I I don't hate the Yankees. The fan base irritates the hell out of me. I I you know are, I are Reg and I like the only Yankee fans you actually like. No, no, there are plenty of Yankee fans I like. It's the majority of the fan base I can't stand. I said this numerous times on the podcast. And, and dude, I agree with you. Like, and this is coming from a diehard Yankee fan. I do not like the ones who go twenty seven. Listen, Yankees. You know, with the Yankees right now, just listen. I understand you have a long lasting streak of finishing over five hundred for the last thirty one years. Swallow, swallow the pride. You know, just shut all your stars down because you know what. Once again, injuries can happen at any time. We've seen it in football, basketball, hockey, baseball, soccer. Lacrosse, college football, curling. I guess I threw curling there. You could blow out a leg in curling. Listen, Yankees, swallow the pride. Who cares about the finishing over 500? It's longest lasting streak in all of baseball. Who gives a flip flop? Save your stars. If you take an under 500 season, that's fine. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. Honestly, if you finish under 500, Maybe front office people might do some changes. That would be good for the Yankees because the Yankees need the old N64 trick to make the cartridge work. Take the cartridge out, blow in it, stick it back in, turn the power on, and restart the Yankees that we know the Yankees should be. They should be a World Series contender every year. They should find themselves in the ALCS every year, maybe even the World Series every year. Because the last sense... I'll take the outside since last since 2009 when you won the World Series in your new stadium. You guys have almost climbed the mountain and almost reached the summit, but you got your asses pulled out from under, kicked off, and you really haven't smelt glory since then. Yes, you have a couple ACLs appearances, but the Astros have throttled your asses those last few times, and you've yet to make it back to the promised land since 2009. Coming up short in ACLs, ALCS, maybe, okay, you will take that as a win. No, when you're getting your asses handed to you in the ALCS. Like, listen. You're, you're getting your asses handed to you. You're, you're basically saying you're the fourth best team that year. Who do, You don't want to be fourth. You want to be first. You want to be first every year. I, I Like, listen, if it's a team that this doesn't usually happen to, you make it to the LCS and you – don't win, like, okay, tough loss, come back next year. But you're right, and, you know, I've been saying this, Danny Boy Reginald's been saying this, you've been saying this, and Mike Rifkin's been saying this. The Yankees have become too content with me- mediocrity. Continue. I don't know if you agree or disagree. They've become oh. too content with mediocrity. They be They, listen, ever since the boss passed away, God rest his soul, God rest George's soul. God rest George's soul. The kids, unfortunately, 
only care about what I'm doing with my fingers right now, Bill. They only care about right. what that's all they care. As long as they're filling that stadium every day for the most part, because you know, my, minus you know the months of April, May, April and May, because you know it's still cold right there, kids still in school, yada yada. They only care about the dinero. They can care less if you know. Oh, if they're only ten games over five hundred for the season, okay, we made the playoffs. Okay, we lost in the wild card. We lost in divisional round. We lost in the CS. But since well, two thousand nine, not making a World Series, not even maybe even sniffing a World Series, you know where they has have become it. the norm. Sadly, it's the norm. You're, you, unfortunately, they're. I I I don't want to compare them to the Mets because you know. I'll compare them. I'll to give the you Dodgers. a free pass on this one. I, I I won't compare them to the Mets because you know the Mets, you know. With the Will Ponds and their situation, I'm I'm giving Steve Cohen a break right now. I'll compare them to the Dodgers because look at the Dodgers. Dodgers win 100 plus games almost every season it seems, or at least 90 plus games a season. A season they make the playoffs. They get to the either you know they you know make a five game series in the divisional round, or you know they make an NLCS. Well, okay, they come up short yet again, and then you know. You could throw twenty twenty in there when they won the World Series. There, you know, you 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 know my Even opinion. Even though that was a jip season, you, 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 everyone knows my opinions on that already. The Dodgers do the exact same thing. You know, they're gonna fill their stadium every day because they're in L.A. It's a tourist attraction. The Dodgers, you know, yes, you know, once again, twenty twenty, they won the World Series, but then again, you know, that's a fifty game season, and we all know the rest of history on that. With that one, they beat the Rays in that year. The yes. Yankees, Yankees and Dodgers are alike. They're all right with coming up short. Yes, you they want to. That you shouldn't be. You know what? They're they're content. Okay, they came up short. Okay, next season we'll probably get there again. And you know what? We're gonna do the exact same thing. Well, it's like here's the thing. Okay, 2009 they win the World Series. 2010 you lose the LCS. I'm like, okay, it happens. It happens. Then 2011. You get eliminated from the LDS. 2012, you lose in the LCS. Then 13, 14, you don't, you miss the postseason. 15, you get eliminated in the one game playoff. 16, you miss the playoff. 2017, I will admit that was a good series, even though we lost something. Okay, it's our first time back there in a couple of years. Yeah. You, you, you take that season. You take that season as a win. I'll give the Yankees that, you know, make the playoffs for the first time in a couple seasons. Okay, take that as a growing, you know, a growing season. You know, you made the playoffs, you came up. Okay, you know, you lost. All right, no big deal. Let's get back there next season and take it a step further. Continue. But then 2018, you get eliminated in the LDS. 2019, you lose in the LCS again. And actually, funny story, game five, the game before they got eliminated, I was actually at a wedding. I remember and you telling, yep, you, and you kept looking at your phone. I kept looking at my phone, but I'm like thinking, you know what? It's, they're two good friends of mine. It's their wedding. Because oh, originally that Friday was supposed to be a, was supposed to be a travel day. Right. And they, they had the. They had a rain out and I was actually supposed to go to, not the Friday game because I was going to the wedding, but I was supposed to go to one of the games that week, but that weekend beforehand, I ended up getting sick. And I'm like thinking, you know what, even though I was feeling good by the day of the game, I'm, I still wasn't a hundred percent. I'm like, you know what? I got the wedding on Friday. I'm going to sit this one out. All right. Continue. But I remember at the wedding, I'm, to I'm looking at my phone. I'm like, you know what? 
Steve and Abby's wedding. I'll shut the phone off. I'll go watch the highlights on ESPN later. And the table next to me, they're all surrounding this one guy. Guess what they're doing? Watching the Yankee game. They're watching the game on this guy's phone. And, you know, I remember coming back to the hotel after a few drinks. And I'm like, and then the next night they lost. And, but then, you know, 2020, 2021, and then 2022, and I was at game three of that series, and you get swept. It's like they, you're right, they just don't care. Two out of the three kids who are involved in this, they just don't care. The third one, but the other daughter, George Steinbrenner's daughter, who's not involved, you know why she's not involved? You know what she does? What? She's taking care of the family horse farm. Maybe because horses are easier to deal with than her brother. Because you know why? Horses don't talk back. With the Yankees, you know. A fresh start needs, like I say. Like the like the old N old old N sixty four trick. Take the cartridge out, blowing it. Stick the cartridge back in. Turn the power switch on and reset the New York Yankees. That's what needs to happen. Yankees rest of the se- Yankees rest of the season schedule. They fin- they're finishing up a three game series against Toronto. They lost yesterday seven to one. Then they got three ho- at home against Arizona, and then they go on the road for the last seven games. They got three at Toronto and then finish at a four game series in Kansas City. Uh, three game series in Kansas City. So they got six games left after that. My bad. <laughs> Misreading. But and the nightmare season comes to an end. The night uh, the nightmare season comes to an end. They have potentially not even told me, but I'm, I'm going to say potentially. They're going to probably do it. They have a, there's a potential they only win 76 games, they might not even win 80 games. Do I think that's going to happen? I don't think so. But it's it, it's a it, it does not look good for the New York Yankees. There's something needs to change with them. Yeah. And like I say, you know, co- coming from a person that's not the biggest fan of the New York Yankees, we, uh, you know, even me, I wanna I wanna see a team where I can be, where where Yankee fans can be happy with, but I can be pissed off at because I don't want I don't I don't want that team to win the World Series and then hear Yankee fans for the next year. But I even I want to see the New York Yankees somehow come back to relevancy and be the dynasty that they used to be. Be a World Series contender every year. And not and, and and not be almost, you know, I I'm I'll say it be the laughing stock of the division. Because usually you, uh, you, I don't want to say it's it's it, I don't want to say it's safe for the Orioles or like the Blue Jays or the Rays because usually in recent memory before you know prospects and all that came into play with the Rays, the Jays and the O's it used to be uh, it was either the Yankees or the Red Sox fighting for that division. O- occasionally you got the O's in the mix. And the very rare occasion you got, you know, the Blue Jays and the Rays in the mix. But somehow the Yankees can come back to fruition along with the Red Sox. 
the AL East has potential potentially to be the best division in baseball. I can agree with you. Because the O's are, O's are young. The Rays are young. The Blue Jays are young. The Yankees are about to become a real young baseball club again because of all the prospects coming up. And they can, and if they can build around Judge Stan and Rizzo, they'll be good to go. And if the Red Sox can find a little magic and get some people in the play um in the playoffs in the postseason. Postseason. Ha! Double, double whammy, double ding to myself. Ding ding. Double ding. In the offseason. We have potential to have one of the best divisions in baseball, and I can maybe, agree with that. And, and maybe each team can win ninety plus games, which would be freaking cool to see. <laughs> but with with that said, the Yankees need to finish the season, be done with it, shut everything down. Who cares about finishing under five hundred? Cut your losses. Cut your losses, as the old saying goes: swallow your pride and move on to next season. And I'll end it with that. Yeah, and oh my God, only after this, not this Sunday, next Sunday, the nightmare ends. Nightmare ends, but hey, we still have playoff baseball on the horizon, and that's awesome inside of itself because playoff baseball yeah. is amazing. You know what? I love this time of year here on SIP. We have football to talk about. We have playoff baseball to talk about. I love this time of year. Hockey and basketball are back on the rise. Yes, so it's the, it's the best time of the year for sports. And, because you and, know what? It's like here on SIP. It's like from June to September, we're kind of in that lull, that summer lull. The summer lull is just you know we 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 take we we cover baseball most of the time. We'll just talk about baseball. We'll talk the occasional you know if there's big football news and then a little bit of basketball and hockey news because you know when we get to June. We're actually wrapping up with the NBA Finals and the Stanley Cup. And then from the middle of June, I would say, till the middle of August, before, you know, training camp starts for football, we're in that lull of just baseball and, you know, waiting on other news to happen. Granted, this time next year, not this time next year, next come summer, we got the Olympics, so we'll have the Olympics to talk about. So the summer lull won't be as. So the summer lull won't be as, but I will agree with you. When we're in that lull between the middle of June to the middle of August, it's really just baseball talk. And there's like a little bit of a lull between football and baseball season, but we got hockey and basketball to talk about. So. Oh, yeah. But, but, you know, here on SIP and the rest of the SIN network, we're coming into the juicy months. This is our busy season, folks. It is our busy season, folks, so make sure, you know, you're following us on all socials, SIN Real, SIN Real Insanity. Go to the website, www.thesportsinsanitynetwork.com to keep up with all the blogs. Head over to YouTube, like, comment, subscribe on all our videos that are there to keep up with blog, uh, vlogs and all our internet shows like the one of one with Mark Halpern with his um, lovely daughter, Miss Charlotte Helen Halpern. Bill's vlogs of the Cincinnati Bengals and also of Murphy's View. And also, I want to, I'm not going to say what this is just yet, but I am going to say come November, I actually have a little bit of a vlog project that I'm working on that's going to drop in November. Hey, I like it. Can't wait to edit it and listen to I'll it. I'll tell you what it is off camera, Patch. That, um, that, that is fine, my friend. And I, I want to keep the good folks here guessing. Also, make sure you have that bell on for when we go live on Thursday for Thursday Night Gridiron and Sunday Sideline Report. 
And it looks like on the rise, if we can figure it out, even for a little sun, um, a recap of Sunday games while we watch Sunday night football. That, that, that little project we're still working out, me, Danny Boy, Reginald, and Old Ops Guy Halpern are working on that. That's a project that we're working on. We're testing it, trialing it, you know. First two times is maybe, I'll, uh, maybe this Sunday, maybe I'll jump in a little bit. It, it depends. It, it, it just depends if schedules can align for us to all go live. But make sure, but just make sure you're up to date on everything. Even subscribe to the website. There's an option for that. That way you get updates when um, blogs are uploaded. With that said, it has been game 16, top of the first, here on the Sports Insanity podcast, here on the Sports Insanity Network. I am Lawrence Patchman Lang. I am Bill Corpus Crispy Murphy. And we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We'll see you guys hopefully Friday evening. If not, they have, well, we're going to probably record Friday evening. The boys will. And then it'll drop Saturday morning, hopefully, for the bottom half of this inning. Until then, namaste. Stay safe. Take care. And, all, and as always, say goodnight to your mama. Your mama loves you. Say goodnight to your papa. Papa loves you too. We'll see you guys later this week.